It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. First of all, the student loan bailout. There's something inherently immoral about it. The latest in politics and world affairs. I think education has been hijacked. A number of years has kind of dissed people that work with their hands. Today's current opinions and ideas. Gosh, we should have been teaching kids kindergarten through high school about return on investment. If you're going to take on this debt, what is your ROI? Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. Uh, let's see. Is it a wonderful Wednesday yet, or is it too early to, I know, it's to know a, that? It's a wonderful Wednesday. That's okay. Life-giving snow out there. I tell you, we've had winter this year. We did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we haven't even gotten into March, which normally isn't that our snow month? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As um, <laughs> My meteorolo- meteorological and uh, position of the earth and the sun and all those terms escape me right now, but... Yeah, well, as we go into March, we get uh, more of the big, biggest ones I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. uh, see, 2003, March, St. Patrick's Day. That, that was, I had 42 inches in the backyard. Oh, my gosh. So, <clears throat> and, you know, these are life-giving snows. And it would be really great from a public policy standpoint. While we're getting snow here in Colorado... And while they were getting rain or getting rain out in California, that we would have uh, PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties go to work on these water issues instead of just uh, not not working on storage, not figuring that out, not doing desalination plants out in uh, California. Uh, it seems like that would be a good public policy thing to be working on instead of pushing forward like the transgender <laughs> agenda, child mutilation thing that's happening in our our country right now. What do you think, Steve? Well, that would be fixing problems. And I think by now we've learned that fixing problems really isn't, you know, the goal. Right. Because if they fix the problem, the problem goes away and then they lose their control. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And you can look at that across the spectrum. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our our weekly email newsletter. Uh, We will we roll out our latest essays. Uh, I did one regarding radical Democrat Democrats and uh, Republican consultants uh, have been complicit in Colorado's troubles. Uh, Pam Long, the piece that she has, these are both on the website now, uh, has written this really important piece regarding uh, considering firearms, firearms to protect ourselves and our families, that that could become a health crisis. And so uh, you might want to take a look at that. Rick Turnquest is going to be in studio on Friday. He's going to be in Colorado from Oklahoma. So he's going to be in studio on Friday. We'll roll out his essay this weekend as well. So sign up for our weekly newsletter. There's a lot of great information there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by we look at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And socialism is such a bad idea that ultimately it comes down to force. It's not about free stuff because as Maggie Thatcher said, with socialism, eventually you run out of other people's money. So the, um, the carrot for socialism is free stuff, but ultimately the equality uh, or equity in socialism is that uh, 
everybody's miserable except for the elites. That's the way that works out. So it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force. Force could be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation. In fact, the inflation numbers uh, came in higher than what the administration thought it was going to be. Duh. And they don't, yeah, And they don't even count the, the real stuff uh, regarding inflation, such as energy and food. Uh, or, or I don't think that they do. I need to check that. And I don't want to miss. I don't want to misspeak on that, Steve. So, but, uh, but they don't have everything in those inflation numbers. And uh, of course, there is the Davos man, globalist elites agenda that they're trying to play out. Oh my gosh, you look at the the legislation down here at the state house. It's Davos man down in Denver uh, with what they're doing down there at the state house, Steve. Well, we, we talked about it the, uh, a few weeks back when they had their big meeting over there in Switzerland and saying, you know, the number of American politicians, federal and state, is growing, you know, in, in attendance, making the trip. And we know how they make the trip. They don't take a boat. Um, so we need to be watching them you know, as this number grows. And some of the people you really... I mean, what's her, what's her face uh, announced she wants to run for president? Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has been to... Uh, you know, the, the meeting in, the, in Davos. So it's like, okay, let's watch her a little bit yeah. carefully, more I'm, carefully. I'm not very excited about Nikki Haley, and she did. She just um, announced that she's running for president, and I'm not too pleased about that. I mean, I'm not too excited about that. So I guess I could give reasons, but I'm just going to say that I'm not that excited about it right now. So, but my friends... Um, it is so important that we have these uh, great conversations. So we'll be talking with Jay Davidson uh, as our featured guest in the first hour. Second hour, we'll talk to Lauren Levy, and then it is Wednesday, so it's Trent Loose. And it's Wednesday, which means it's Wings Day at uh, Hooters Restaurant. So the, for to go or dine in, you might drop by and pick up some wings and take them home on this snowy day. You buy 20, you get an additional 10 for free. And uh, they do have all, all kinds of specials for lunch and happy hour, Monday through Friday as well. And uh, they've been great sponsors of the show, uh, both this show and America's Veteran Stories. And we will be recording America's Veteran Stories with a World War II veteran here a little bit later this morning for broadcast this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m., Steve. So that's going to be great. But again, it's Wednesday. I can't believe it's Wednesday, but it is Wednesday <laughs> at uh, Hooters Restaurants. And how they became sponsors of mine, it's a very interesting story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. You can check that out at my website at kimmunson.com. Let's get into our quote for today because uh, Jay Davidson is our guest. I went to um, Friedrich Hayek because that's one of his favorite guys. And uh, so his quote for today, let me get to it right. Oh, Steve, where is it? Ah, here we go. Go ahead. I I got got it. Friedrich Hayek was a famous economist well-known for his numerous contributions to the field of economics and political philosophy. Hayek's approach mostly stems from the Austrian School of Economics and emphasizes the limited nature of knowledge. He is particularly famous for his defense of free market capitalism and is remembered as one of the greatest critics of the socialist consensus. He was born in 1899. He died in 1992. And he said, there is all the difference in the world between treating people equally and attempting to make them equal. All right. Let's let's say he made that quote or made that statement not too long before his death. That's 31 years ago. What would he have to say when he's watching the hijinks going on today in terms of equity and 
he, all this silliness that that's going on around us. We've had clearly this conversation has been going on for quite some time. And uh, our quote at the end of the show was from something that he'd written back in 1960. So it's been going on for quite some time. Of course, 19, the 60s was a tumultuous time in America. LBJ, the Great Society, we can see the Great Society. Uh, it, it's, that's not so great, uh, basically. <laughs> it warped into the not-so-great society. The not-so-great society. So we are, I, I believe we are at the third founding of America first founding, obviously, was George Washington and the Patriots. The second founding, Lincoln, regarding slavery. I really believe we're in the third founding of America. We are being asked who we are, and there is a big battle of ideas going on. That's why we do the show. Um, but we are Americans. And all these experts that we bring on, like Leslie Manukian yesterday, all the work that she's doing, Jeffrey Tucker on Monday, I, all these people and everything, Trent Luce that we'll have on in the second hour. Um, every there's there's a lot going on out there, and uh, you ask what what we can do, how we can become engaged, and there's a lot of different things to do. I wanted to let you know, Steve, next Wednesday, the twenty second. Let me get to this. The Colorado Hispanic Republicans are going to have a forum <clears throat> regarding people that are running for state party chair for the GOP, and this is going to be out at Deep Space in Parker. And the doors open um, at 5.30. The event starts at 6 p.m. So that is going to be on Wednesday, the 22nd. And I get to emcee it. It's going to be pretty fun, pretty important, and pretty fun. Somehow I knew you would be there. I didn't know you were going to MC it, but I just knew you would be there. That's 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 great. Yeah, and so that's going to be some really uh, an important evening. So I'd love to have you guys join us, and uh, I think you can get more information at the um, Colorado Hispanic Republicans. Let's jump over here to our bill of the day, and can you believe this? Another little assault upon uh, our Second Amendment rights. Um, one has to ask this. So anyway, uh, this is and our Second Amendment was put in place uh, it, that it says government cannot infringe on our right to bear firearms. And the reason that that's there is so that the everyday citizen can stand up against the bad guys. And that is why it's there. So House Bill 231165, Representative Judy Amabile, Democrats, Senators Dylan Roberts and Sonia Joaquez Lewis. Concerning the authority of a board of county commissioners to prohibit discharge of firearms in unincorporated areas of a county. Under existing law, a board of county commissioners may designate unincorporated areas of a county where it is unlawful to discharge firearms, except the board may not prohibit discharge of firearms in shooting galleries on private grounds or in residences under circumstances that do not endanger persons or property. A designated area must have an average population density of 100 persons or more per, mile, per square mile. This bill re repeals the exception for private property, repeals the minimum population density requirement, and instead requires that the designated area have 30 dwellings or more per acre per square mile. A board is not allowed to prohibit discharge of a firearm in the designated area by a peace officer in an indoor shooting gallery located in a private residence or at a shooting range. What do you think of that, Steve? <laughs> They're playing long ball. Is it? They're playing long ball. So the deputy's going to come up and go, there's, there's what, 
31 dwellings where there's 29 dwellings. Who's counting? <laughs> Who's counting? But this is a state-level thing, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, a bill. Now it's infringing in on the, on the counties, right? It's giving the counties the... It's it's giving the county commissioners in each counties more power oh. regarding their you know what happens in their their counties and and that's why these elections are so important. Uh, for example, Jefferson County has three Democrat uh, county commissioners, and we're going to have to get Tara Lynn Romero back on. But they're trying to do a land grab of of her land out there. So you can see the agenda with these Democrat commissioners. That's why these elections are so important. They're playing long ball on this, Steve, playing long ball on our firearms. I'm just not sure why we need a state level. Uh, the, the people at the state level need to be dealing in this and can't let it up, up to the counties. Well, they are going to let kind of leave it up to the counties is yeah, what they're going to do. But with their oversight, I mean, they're still setting the parameters, right? Yeah. And there's more and more of these things. And, and remember, a firearm... Denver's, Denver is like the crime capital of the country now. And they're messing around with uh, figuring out how law-abiding citizens can carry firearms instead of going after the root problem of crime that's happening here. So we need to be able to have firearms so that we can protect ourselves and our families, Steve. So these are just little, these are just little, you know, little, little um, nipping at the Second Amendment all around the edges on it, Steve. Well, I guess we, we're kind of pressed for time. We probably need to move on. Uh, there's so much I could say. Okay. Well, it is important. It is very, very important. So with that, though, uh, it is important to look at these issues. It's important to have intellectual curiosity. And uh, a great place to do that, to do that is at IPAC-EDU. This is called service. You hook me up with auto and renters. Props to my insurance mentor. You made it easy to cover my bed in a box and my extensive collection of clocks. You know, I find it kind of funny that you also save me money. You've got that good neighbor charm. Give it up. For State Farm. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive, fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3pointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Email me at kimmunts.com as well. It's Monday, it seems like, huh, Steve? I, I got a little ahead of myself regarding uh, IPAC-EDU, but uh, 
wanted to mention what yeah you obviously got the automation a little upset too i guess i guess no control there for about five seconds yeah i saw that that happened but uh, the roger mangan insurance team they're great sponsors of the show and roger understands that there are unknowns that can keep you up at night that's why the roger mangan team can help with life insurance and health insurance needs to replace lost income call roger mangan at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment like a good neighbor the roger mangan team insurance team is there also wanted to mention the usmc memorial foundation uh, my friends, as I talk about our third founding of America, we need to look back at our history uh, from our very beginning of, of our military that have put their lives on the line or been willing to give their, their lives for us to have this freedom to be having these conversations. And a great way to honor them is to help with the Marine uh, remodel out at Six and Colfax. You can go to the USMCMemorialFoundation.org to contribute, and um, they're just doing a great job on that. So, again, the USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And uh, so with that, let's see. Let's run through a few of these headlines that we have going on here. Uh, First of all, oh, gosh, this is an important one, and that is from the Colorado Sun. It says, Colorado Democrats are turning 2023 into the year of housing, but should the state wait into local land decisions? The answer is absolutely not. This is, again, Davos man. This is um, taking control of our housing, um, our, the, the uh, freedom to have the opportunity for home ownership. Their goal is, is to put people in denser housing, rental property. And we, when you're paying rent, you cannot be creating equity and wealth. Now, there are some people from a lifestyle standpoint, that's their choice. And all this should be free market choices. And having the state move into the, the zoning of our, our local um, counties and our local municipalities. I don't care if if you're Democrat or unaffiliated or libertarian, Republican, conservative, whatever. This is not the purveyance of the state. But again, it's another grab at control over our lives, Steve. I okay. I, I keep talking about doing it, and I need to get it done. I, I want a matrix where we can take any particular item, feed it into the top, and go through the matrix. And when it comes out the bottom, it will answer the question: Is this the proper role of government? And it's not. This is not the proper role of state government. And it just says this is the first paragraph. It said, after decades of tossing around the idea of the state stepping into local land use decisions as a way to combat rising home prices, the Colorado legislature is vowing to take meaningful action on the concept this year, but not without pushback from the people whose power they may overstep. Cities and towns are grappling with ways to protect local control as some of their power to make zoning decisions seems to be on the chopping block. So I'm hoping that no matter uh, this is not really a D or an R uh, question. This is not Democrat or Republican. This is really this is really a right versus wrong question. And so I hope that we have Democrats that are on city councils really push back on this. Producer Steve. Again, I'm paraphrasing uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders when her. In response to the State of the Union, she said, we've entered into this. Is it right or wrong? It's not right or wrong. It's crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> true that. And so that is why, well, a couple of things. Go to my piece that I wrote about the radical Democrats and the Republican consultants because they've been complicit on this issue. And, in fact, I really break down that Prop 123, which was the, quote, unquote, affordable housing initiative that passed narrowly. Uh, this last 
election in 2022. And uh, if we're really serious about housing affordability, the National Association of and uh, the Multifamily Housing Council has said that over 40% of the cost of uh, multifamily housing uh, is for rules and regulations. So if we want to get really serious about lowering the cost of housing, then we need to be rolling back these rules and regulations. But once again, connect the dots, Steve, then they lose their power. Here's the state wanting to step in and take the power and control over our housing options. And uh, so once again, we could get serious about this, but then they would lose their control. Well, we, we've talked up your, your essay quite a bit because it's we need to. It's incredibly important. It's not addressing the function of government as much as it is addressing the dysfunction of government. And it has been from both sides of the aisle. Yes. Uh, they have been playing together. It's more of a uniparty thing, particularly here in, here in Colorado. And I, I did draw the dot, uh, connect the dots on that regarding Dick Wadhams, who is a former state GOP chair, uh, and also Republican strategist, consultant. And he took money to go out and promote this Prop 123, which is a direct assault upon property rights. And I think it's important that we start to connect those dots because people have looked to some of these Republican consultants for leadership. And so they've been saying one thing and they've been selling us out on the other side. They've been complicit with the radical Democrats that has put Colorado in the situation where we're at. Well, again, I, I can't say it enough. Uh, however you get your hands on that, uh, go to the website, or if it's already been emailed to you, make sure you read it, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a gut ripper. It, it really is. And uh, so I would highly recommend that you check that out. Uh, and then just one other thing, Westward, and, and you're hearing some of these spots here on the show, but uh, they report heat is not a luxury. Colorados are organizing to fight high utility bills. So I find that very Exciting, Steve, that people are starting to push back on these increasing um, bills to to heat our home. And uh, so it's finally, it's just about time. Well, it's definitely great. I've been reading up on that after our pre-call. It's definitely a a grassroots thing that's going on right now. But I wish them, I mean, they're going up against the big players. And it is time. And uh, so people are paying attention, and now we'll, we'll be hearing from uh, IPAC-EDU. It's so important that we have intellectual curiosity regarding what is happening out there. And uh, Dr. Jack and what he's doing at IPAC-EDU.org um, with this whole education model is so exciting. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college. But each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it or, or coerce them or manipulate them to do it. Uh, it should be a free choice. Uh, I'm thrilled to have on the line with me Jay Davidson. Uh, he's a great sponsor of the show. He is the CEO and founder of First American State Bank, which is a community bank located right here in the metro area. Uh, Jay Davidson, welcome to the show. Well, Kim, it's a pleasure to be on with you again. Well, I always learn so much. So the place I want to start, you had sent something out uh, that had been published in the American Spectator by Dan Flynn. And uh, he quoted, as well as you uh, quoted, um, Friedrich Hayek. And uh, it's a very important uh, very important quote, and let me get to it. Uh, hold on, I had it at my fingertips, and it's um, here we go. It said, equality of the general rules of law and conduct, however, is the only kind of equality conducive to liberty, and the only equality which we can secure without destroying liberty. Not only has liberty nothing to do with any sort of equality, but it is even bound to produce inequality in many respects. This is the necessary result and part of the justification of individual liberty. If the result of individual liberty did not de- uh, demonstrate that some manners of living are more successful than others, much of the case for it would vanish. And this is Friedrich Hayek. He wrote this in 1960, published in the Constitution of Liberty. There's a lot in there, Jay Davidson. Where would you like to start? Well, I think uh, it, it was interesting to me when I first saw Hayek's quote, and that back in the 60s, uh, a brilliant man like Hayek was fighting the issues that we're fighting today. And I just had a kind of a run-in with some D.I.E. guy, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. And I, I told him he was full of caca. I mean, this is not the way to get what you want to get. And, you know, of course, he wouldn't listen to me. He already made up his mind, and I was a heretic and a racist. So be it. But but the point here is that there there is only certain types of equality that exist in nature and in our Constitution. And the fact that the left is trying to change the definition of what is equal and what is the definition of equal, and they call it equity now, 
is is incorrect, and we need to understand the meaning of these words because words have power. Words change the way that we think, and therefore they're extremely important, and they must be used appropriately. What what uh, Hayek is saying is that equality of the general rules of law and conduct is the only kind of equality conducive to liberty. The general rules of law and conduct mean that all of us are required to abide by a set of laws established, and I would say that the the establishment of those laws is the Constitution Mm -hmm. and uh, nothing more, nothing less. Um, And this is the only kind of equality that's conducive to freedom, liberty. If you say to me, I want equality of outcome rather than equality of opportunity, which is really what equity is all about. Uh, Diversity, equity, inclusion is all about changing the name of the game so that a certain minority that says that it's the ultimate victim uh, gets a leg up. They can get going better and do other things and so on and so forth. Now, that doesn't work. It never has worked. And uh, we, we see this battle going on since 1960, actually far before that. And uh, we've never seen this kind of um, top-down, control-oriented, you will think this, you will think that. It's never worked. So the point that Hayek is making in the first uh, sentence is that there's only a couple of types of equality that should exist, the general rules of law and the conduct that we, um, uh, the way that we conduct our lives therefrom. So I'll I'll stop now and see if you have any other comments there. Well, and Jay, I've thought a lot about this. Um, When I was on city council, I I learned a lot. I learned about there's ordinances and rules and regulations and legislation, all these things that... Can, can that ideally under the Constitution, let me back up, what's under the Constitution is that we would all be treated equally, impartially under the law. That's why uh, Lady Justice at the Supreme Court has a blindfold. So what you're talking about and with this DEI, the diversity, equity, inclusion, or all the iterations thereof, they say words, but what they're doing is the opposite thing, because instead of treating everybody, as you said, equally under the law, which that is a bedrock of America, that's a bedrock of a a civil society, a society where people can... They all know the the constitutional rules on it, and they abide by it. We instead of having chaos, we have order, and I think that that was the beauty of the Constitution. And what they're talking about treating people uh, unequally, so that you can get to an equal outcome, is totally um, opposite of constitutional law. So I, when I was on city council, I, I came up with this. Every ordinance, every rule, every regulation, every law must get through the muster of the Constitution that everyone is treated equally under the law, Jay. Yeah, that's a wise thing. In fact, uh, I've, after a bunch of years of thinking about it, I've come to a certain principle that guides my decisions in politics and in life. And that principle is really simple. It is called the sanctity of the individual. And uh, does this law, tax, fee, control mechanism, bureaucrat, bureaucracy, improve the lot of the individual? In other words, allow the individual to make his or her own decisions free of distortion from a federal government? Or does it impose more controls, 
take more property away from the individual. And one is evil and one is good. And it's that simple to me, just like you said. And isn't it interesting, you mentioned just a moment ago how important words are. And the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party, this is not the Democrat Party of JFK. It's now being run by radical activists. And I would say the majority of Americans would really like to live their lives without a whole bunch of government intrusion, but under the guise of helping people. Um, they they use that narrative of compassion or helping people. But in essence, what I see is it's theft. They then take money or they take opportunity from um, one person under the guise of giving it to another. But actually, who really gets rich and has power in all that is the bureaucrats and the politicians in between. Um, I was talking with someone just the other day about this homelessness thing in America or in Colorado. And I think I think that there was a headline that there would be over two billion dollars spent over the next number of years on the homeless in Denver or in the metro area. Jay, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if we're going to spend that kind of money, there's a bunch of people making a lot of money on the misery of these people. And they're never going to solve that problem because if they did, then that gravy train that they have used to, to tax and fee people take money from one person for this agenda, that that gravy train would go away. And they're not earning anything in doing that. It's being taken from one person under the guise of helping another. Well, the homeless is a perfect example of, of what's wrong with the thinking of, in this case, the Democrats, but some Republicans, too. And they're trying to solve the problem by giving freebies to um, the homeless. And, uh, you know, we can all commiserate with a woman with children, let's say, that has an abusive husband and has to get out of that situation. Yeah, of course. But I I begin to think that there's more to it than this, that there's a choices that are made by the people that choose to be homeless. I mean, there's more than enough opportunity to get a job and sustain yourself and to help society. The jobs are plentiful. It's not like you can't do it. And uh, all excuses to the contrary, um, that is certainly available. And the advantage, the biggest advantage to uh, forcing people to find work and get work and become gainfully employed is the positive impact on their soul and their their Mm -hmm. self-respect and their well-being. That that is psychologically and, and spiritually and religiously extremely important. The second thing is, like you said, uh, $2 billion in Colorado spent for the homeless. Where does it come from? It comes from you and me and everybody else that's out there working, all 25% of us supporting the other 75% or whatever the numbers are. But it's it's way out of line. And you're right, it is stealing. When, beyond a certain level, uh, taxation is stealing. It's just taking property away from one person to give to another. And what's the net effect of that? The, the politicians get reelected by taking our money and giving our money to other people. They don't have any skin in the game. They don't pay their money into this program that they created. This is just absurd and it has to be addressed. One final point, the Common Sense Institute, which is a nonpartisan group of thinkers, 
uh, did a study on the homeless, and apparently right now in Denver, the uh, the homeless receive $100,000 per year per person in subsidies. That adds up to a, a couple billion pretty quickly. But the thing about it uh, that people need to realize is that money is not going to the homeless. Uh, there may be a little bit of money that trickles down, but there's all these government programs. So who's really getting rich on this is the politicians and the bureaucrats and the interested parties. Uh, and, uh, I mean, $100,000 a year per homeless person is pretty significant. And I will posit this comment. Uh, I was driving the other day and uh, I was at a corner and there was a homeless person on three of the four corners panhandling. And I looked at the tragedy of, you know, one of them was a young man just sitting there with a sign. And I'm thinking, my gosh, how, first of all, how do you get here? How does three of them show up during rush hour to be on those corners? Well, somebody is organizing that. And I, I really think that, that this is a mind game now, uh, playing on the misery of these people, and they're continuing to put homeless people on the corners to continue to kind of play this mind game with the compassionate Coloradans that we are so that they in then end up with these big government programs at a hundred thousand dollars per, I mean, a hundred thousand dollars per homeless person. Why are they on those corners? I think there's a mind game going on. Well, there is. It's psychological. Certainly uh, it is organized, highly organized. Uh, I was on the board of uh, step 13 when Bob Coutet was still alive. He's the originator of step 13. And he addressed these issues head on, and his uh, recidivism rate for uh, the people that he helped was zero. They didn't go back to the streets, but they were forced by Bob to get a job. And if they touched any drugs or alcohol, they were kicked out. I and mean, it was tough love. And Bob is the guy that uh, was go- went through that personally. I mean, he was in the gutter. He tells you about it. He's very emotional. And uh, here this man is. He met the president of the United States was flown to Washington to meet the president. So the point is that these things can change, but the way that Hancock and Polis and uh, Pelosi and everybody else are doing it is not the answer. You cannot coddle these people. This this is not like they're unable to work. They don't have the incentive to work. And they actually are being incentivized not to work by government programs that create large bureaucracies that costs money, that money comes from us. Um, it does not make sense. Why we're allowing it and supporting it is absurd. I totally agree. And these people that are pushing forward these policies, they're not t- treating these people, as you mentioned, tough love as human beings. They're becoming really treating them like pets, just um, f- um, kind of food, kind of clothing. And again, there's, uh, there, I call it the homelessness industrial complex, uh, which is occurring right now. We have, we have these important conversations uh, because of great sponsors such as First American State Bank and Karen Levine with Remax Alliance uh, Realtors is another great sponsor of the show. There are always opportunities in changing markets and the metro real estate market is no exception. That's why you need to work with seasoned Remax Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider opportunities of a new build or explore investment properties. 
Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Monson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure to check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And on the line with me is a great sponsor of the show, and that is Jay Davidson, uh, CEO, founder of First American State Bank, which is a community. Uh, community bank right here in the metro area and the conversations with Jay are always so insightful and we started this off with talking about Hayek uh, Friedrich Hayek who uh, just give a little history it's so interesting uh, kind of these great economists that were all connected Jay sure um, the uh, Austin School of Economics was begun I would say about 150 years ago um, it's the um, the School of Economics, to which I subscribe, and a lot of people that I respect subscribe, and mostly because I've read their books, and uh, they certainly resonate with me. So the originator of the Austrian School of Economics was uh, Ludwig von Mises, and uh, his student was Frederick Hayek, F.A. Hayek. Uh, Mr. Hayek, Dr. Hayek, wrote a book called The Road to Serfdom, which kind of kicked off this whole concept of government control versus individual liberty. He was certainly into, on, the, on the side of individual liberty. And then uh, Dr. Hayek uh, had a student. His name was Milton Friedman. And Dr. Friedman wrote uh, Free to Choose, among other things. And uh, Friedman was a financial advisor, economics advisor to Ronald Reagan. And I describe most of Reagan's understanding of economics in his 
incredibly intelligent moves uh, in the in the realm of business to the influence of Milton Friedman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a great history here um, and a, a great uh, deal of knowledge. And uh, my, my recommendation is start with Milton Friedman's book, uh, Free to Choose. It's a lot easier to read than Hayek's book. Um, but they're all uh, incredibly good. They all have the same basic principle. Well, and Maggie Thatcher, who you met, uh, yep. had said you cannot have political freedom if you don't have economic freedom. I'm paraphrasing that, and she's absolutely right. That's why, and you alluded to this you, uh, in the first segment. Uh, you, you indicated that some taxes are necessary, um, but we're way, the horse is way out of the barn on taxes here on the local, county, state, and national level now. Well, that's that's exactly right. I mean, look at we have a extremely progressive tax code right now. The upper one percent, the top one percent of income earners, pay something like forty percent of all taxes paid. One percent pays forty percent, and then the other statistic, the other fact is that about fifty percent of the population doesn't pay any tax. The subsidies overcome any taxes they might pay, so it's a net zero for them. Now, what's happening here is that there's very few people making one in the upper 1%, so it's very easy for the politicians to go tax them through the tax code. And they take money away from one and give it to the other. Well, what is that? That is communism. Mm -hmm. And why would anybody support communism in this country? Because they know what happens in Russia and happened in Russia. And fascism is no better than communism. It's slightly different, but same idea. The idea is controlled by the government where they can take from anybody anything they want and give give it away to somebody else. And you can't do a thing about it. Well, that is the absolute opposite of our Constitution and the absolute opposite of what our nation was built upon. And the fact that our government has gone so far that they are now taking this kind of money away from individuals who are succeeding is unconscionable. And until people start realizing, uh, as as Dr. Sewell said, uh, when uh, anybody will vote for uh, any Peter will vote for any Paul who takes money away from Paul to give to Peter. I mean, it's like, you know, they're stealing from you folks. And you still put him in office or the Republican Party can't figure out that they should never agree to some spending increase like they just did with the uh, Inflation Adjustment uh, Reform Act or whatever they called it. I mean, this is like the height of ignorance. And the thing about it, though, Jay, is I really feel that um, politicians, Republicans, could articulate this, that they could, and people can, I mean, I, th- I think that this could be mes- messaged properly, but instead so many of them acquiesce instead of standing, you know, standing on the principle um, of this. And so a couple of questions. First thing I think a flat tax would be a good idea or a consumption tax because when you have people that ha- um, are not paying any tax, even if, even if people were paying $10 of taxes, it would change how they vote. 
but if they have no skin in the game and that they can vote and then uh, think that somebody else is going to pay the taxes they're, and they're going to benefit from it, I guess it's human nature that people would vote for that. But even if we, I think everybody has to have some skin in the game, I guess in a way they do, because when people, well, no, they don't. I was I was thinking, OK, if somebody goes to the grocery store um, and they're not paying any uh, income taxes, that they would have some skin in the game on sales taxes. But yet we've got now all these programs that are giving them, uh, you know, like the SNAP program and all. So that's a problem, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, the um, The fact is that the reason I'm willing to pay a certain level of taxes is that I have a there's a great benefit that the government bestows upon all of us um, through certain areas like the military. I mean, we would not be here were it not for our military. We would be speaking German or Russian or Persian. I don't know what. But, you know, that's important. Uh, the the State Department diplomatic corps probably averted more wars than we'll ever understand. That's important. Um, the, the highway system, you know, a state couldn't build a highway from New York to California, but the government could. Okay. Now, that's okay. I can live with that. I'm I'm fine supporting that. So if it's if it's okay for me to support it, then why isn't it okay for everybody else to support it at whatever level they can? And like you said, a flat tax, it, it's just a percent. Whatever you make, you pay a certain percent, and that's it. No more. But the problem with flat, fat, uh, flat taxes and uh, VAT taxes, consumption taxes, is that they don't end there. They always go on. There's always this additional fee somewhere. Um, making like a bag fee. <laughs> uh, bag, yeah, there you go. I just got through that with uh, King Zoopers, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, a flat tax wouldn't make a lot of sense. And we've only scratched the surface here, Kim. Right, I mean, there's right. so much to say. Well, and, and so let's change. Out of time. Yeah, let's change gears just a little bit because I did want to ask you this Inflation Reduction Act, which uh, they say it, and it's the opposite. It's increasing inflation, but it was passed last year, and it has a tax on stock buybacks. And I just wanted people to understand why this is this is a real problem, Jay. Yeah, the uh, f- first thing to set the stage here. Um, when you earn money, you pay income tax. And uh, then when you invest that money in a stock, in a corporation, um, and then that corporation earns money, that's taxed. So at that point, there, there's two levels of taxation. There's a third when you sell, and it could be a long-term cap gains, a short. And so there's three taxes on the same dollar. Um, now, the, the problem with the stock buyback thing is that there is all the corporation is doing is retiring a certain number of shares of its stock. And it uses its capital, which is the shareholder's equity, to, to buy that stock back from the marketplace. And then it retires that stock. And then the advantage to the existing shareholders is that their ownership of the corporation goes up by the amount that is retired. So there's no money transaction. There's no uh, anything happening here. And yet in that Inflation Reduction Act, Biden and his people put in a 1% tax on it. And now in his latest iteration, he wants to go to 4%. How many levels of taxation do we have to pay? And why do we allow the government to get into uh, taxing 
uh, transaction that hasn't even happened yet. There's no money changing hands here, uh, not to mention that you've already paid taxes on it. So um, the whole thing is, is bogus. It is something that to be aware of and to fight. Uh, certainly not very easy to handle. Well, and that just reminds me of one other thing. There's uh, some saber rattling by those on the radical left about taxing the appreciation on people's homes. When the World Economic Forum says by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. I'm like, how would that happen? I was thinking about that a few years ago, and it's like, oh, I now now know. They are going to uh, create government-induced inflation, high taxes and high fees, which would tax people out of their homes. So as you mentioned here, taxing something that hasn't really occurred, I'm very concerned over here on the home ownership side that there's those that are even having the conversation. I mean, I'm thinking of the little grandma and grandpa that has worked hard to save money and they have their home and because of, part of it is because of government policy, values are going up, so their property taxes are going up and then if they'd have to pay a tax on that, I mean, that's ludicrous to me. Well, it is ludicrous, and it's just part of the um, creeping control of the federal government. It started with President Woodrow Wilson back in the 1920s. This is the definition of communism and and fascism, where the government in power controls and takes money and property away from you. This is the the whole fight. And, And it all comes down to the difference between freedom and control. And so mm-hmm. if if any politician um, advocates for uh, more control, kick them out. You don't want them. And if they advocate and they act like they're uh, supporting freedom, put them in place. I mean, that's right. the only solution to the problem. Well, and I, I am encouraged. We're in a, a big battle of the narrative right now, Jay Davidson, but I'm very encouraged on that. And uh, we're just about out of time. But once again, if you would share with our listeners your litmus test on uh, as you're looking at all this public policy. Uh, definitely. Thank you for letting me do that. Um, to me, the, the principle that by which we should govern and be governed and uh, vote for and, and donate to politicians should be um, the sanctity of the individual. And by that I mean, does the law, the fee, the tax, the act, anything infringe on your individual liberty and your right to make a choice? And if it does, do not support it. In fact, actively fight against it uh, in the courts and uh, in the political arena. And if the uh, politician is advocating for more control, more government spending, then uh, you cannot allow that. And you've got to equate government spending with control, because that's the whole reason for the spending in the first place. Uh, Control the people who are working by taking away from them and control the people who are not working by giving to them and holding them subservient. Well, that is such important advice on that. Jay Davidson, I so appreciate you being with us. And again, thank you for the sponsorship of uh, First American State Bank. It is a great community bank located right here in the metro area. So thank you so much. Well, Kim, thank you. I love the work you're doing and really appreciate what what you've done and are doing. And our quote for the end of the show is from Friedrich Hayek. And he said, the idea of social justice is that the state should treat different people unequally in order to make them equal. 
Good grief. Okay, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. First of all, the student loan bailout. There's something inherently immoral about it. The latest in politics and world affairs. I think education has been hijacked. A number of years has kind of dissed people that work with their hands. Today's current opinions and ideas. Gosh, we should have been teaching kids kindergarten through high school about return on investment. If you're going to take on this debt, what is your ROI? Is it freedom? Or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show, hour number two. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. Happy Wednesday. Uh, my head's spinning from that Jay Davids, Davidson interview. It's wow. good, huh? Really good. And in fact, uh, text messages are starting to come in. Heard from Susan. She said the other advantage of a flat tax is it gets businesses out of tax collection and off the terrible things that includes that comes with that, such as record keeping and audits. So, yeah, we were talking about the economy, flat tax, Hayek, a great conversation with Jay Davidson. The way this works is we're live 6 to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday, and the first hour is, is rebroadcast 1 to 2 in the afternoon, second hour 10 to 11 at night, all on all the KLZ 560 platforms. So that's KLZ 560 a.m., KLZ 100.7 FM, the KLZ website, as well as the KLZ app. So you can tune in just about any way you want to. So with that, let's see here. Let's go to our quote for the day. Uh, Because of Jay, I decided to go to one of his favorite guys, and that is Friedrich Hayek. And Hayek was a famous economist, well-known for his numerous contributions to the field of economics and political philosophy. Hayek's approach mostly stems from the Austrian economics and emphasizes the limited nature of knowledge. He's particularly famous for his defense of free market capitalism and is remembered as one of the greatest critics of the socialist consensus. It's wild that they would be having a socialist consensus um, during his lifetime. Uh, This is age old, this battle that is going on right now. He was born in 89. He died in 1992. He said this, there is all the difference in the world between treating people equally and attempting to make them equal. And so that's why we have these conversations searching for truth and clarity about these issues, looking at them, freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Force comes in a lot of different ways. It's manipulation. It's coercion, uh, weapons, a whole bunch of different ways. And that's why it's important to have these conversations. And again, um, the agenda now of Davos, man, 
of the World Economic Forum is really to make everyday people equal in our misery. We're, we're seeing we're importing third world stuff into the United States. Some of our city, I mean, look at look at Denver. Look at downtown Denver. It's so dirty. It's crime ridden. And so we've been importing third world country stuff into the United States instead of exporting the prosperity and the human flourishing that has occurred in the United States of America because of a lot of different things. But one of those is liberty. Another is fossil fuels, reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy, powers everyday people's lives. These things, uh, these things are all under attack, and it is because of um, – it's now being played out in the World Economic Forum under the guise of climate change. And so that's a perfect segue into this piece from the Epic Times. It says, a new study – says that EV conversion, electric vehicle conversion, will hike lithium demand and increased mining will cause wider environmental damage. Wait a minute. Aren't the EVs, isn't that because they want to be environmentally uh, virtue signaling? Isn't that what that is? (laughs) You heard me. You heard me laughing while the news was going on at the top of the hour. Ford stopping production on their, uh, you know, all electric pickup trucks. Issues. You know, it's a... We are not anti-EV, but the technology is not mature, and there are more problems than you can shake a finger at. And you right. know, so when, when is, I just want there, there's like there's something coming here in this particular arena, and someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. I can't wait to see how it goes. Well, let's uh, just continue on here just a little bit. This is the first couple of. of uh Comments from Mark Tapscott and Madalena Visselu says converting America, and this is in the Epic Times, it says converting America's fleet of privately owned cars and trucks from internal combustion, gasoline and diesel fueled engines to electric vehicles will cause critical shortages of lithium, a must have for batteries and prompt more more environmental damage due to increased mining, according to a new report. Avoiding the lithium shortages and dramatically increased environmental demand will require all but eliminating privately owned vehicles. Concentrating the U.S. population in big cities, requiring the use of smaller batteries, and making Americans rely on public transportation, the report claims. Have I not been beating this drum about uh, uh, freedom of mobility for quite some time, Steve? The, The agenda is to get us out of our privately owned safe vehicles and standing out on uh, train platforms and bus stops uh, in the cold. I mean, it's pretty cold right now to be doing that. This is what their goal is for everyday people while they're riding around in their luxury vehicles and uh, flying around on private planes. I don't know if it's just woke uh, corporate America, but we've seen, and I haven't seen the commercials in the last week or two, but throughout January, Domino's Pizza pushing the fact that their delivery fleet was going to become all EV. I think, are you guys, have you lost your minds? Yeah. What's that going to do to the price of your product? We're going to see how that plays out for sure. Um, before we get over here to Lauren Levy, you, you sent over this meme, and it's Forrest Gump sitting on the park bench, and it says, and just like that, everyone was talking about balloons instead of classified documents. Isn't that convenient how that happened? Well, we've been, uh, I think I said when the first one was discovered over Montana, I, I, I might have said it on the air. It's like, what are we 
what might be we be missing if we put our focus on this? And the list is growing. Uh, I think Jeffrey Epstein, some of his stuff is supposed to be released this week. And we all know the bombshell that's, that's going to be behind that. Uh, Hunter Biden is still his stuff keeps leaking out. Uh, the train derailment. Train derailment. Oh, that's really getting a, a Mr. Secretary of Transportation got pounded yesterday okay. because of his stupidity. But uh, what else is out there? Oh, deficit, raising the debt ceiling, and all, all these things. Inflation. And that's something that I want to talk with Lauren Levy about because it looks like the inflation numbers were a little higher than expected. And uh, I wonder what that means for um, the Fed and raising interest rates. So uh, we're going to ask Lauren Levy. He is an expert in the mortgage arena. Uh, he works with a lot of different lenders, and uh, so he has a lot of different options. If you're buying a new home or if you want to refinance, maybe consolidate a bunch of stuff, you want to do a reverse mortgage because of inflation, Lauren Levy is the person to call. Lauren Levy, happy Wednesday. Hey, happy Wednesday to you, Kim. Okay, do you have your crystal ball dusted off there regarding what uh, the f- interest rates? What's that look like, Lauren Levy? <laughs> well, we know they just raised, right, and then they were going to – hopefully sit tight, and that was the theory. But now the theory has changed um, with some of the CPI numbers that came out uh, yesterday when it was a little bit hotter. It was kind of in line with what they expected, just a little bit higher, and uh, that forced rates around the world to come back up. And it now has, you know, I guess you look at the futures, they call it, or what they expect from the Fed, and anyone that was expecting them to make cuts later on in the year is now taking that off the table, and they're just expecting them to just keep on course of what they've been saying, which is pretty much what the Fed's been saying all the time, that they're going to continue to raise and then sit steady for a while because they don't think the numbers have come down enough. Okay. And so it's looking like that's what it is. Okay. And, Lauren, um, regarding the, the CPI numbers, don't they uh, exclude, like, some uh, like the major things like um, gas prices? Or do, do you – I need to look that up. I don't remember. They have, they have segments of it. So they have what's called core CPI, and then they – then they take out food and energy and give they give that number. And normally it doesn't matter as long as you're comparing apples to apples. Um, what happened this time around is they, they changed the weighting a little bit of some things, like energy got a different weighting and housing got a different weighting. And so now the numbers that they're comparing aren't exactly the same as they were before. And that's what people are hoping to find, like a silver lining, in, you know, um, because rents still are, you know, are pretty high. And so if they give a heavier weighting to rent, then that'll push the number up. And then, of course, there's always our good friend eggs, which is uh, <laughs> causing an issue. Well, and interesting that you would bring up eggs, because I'd written a piece, an essay that's at the website, this our Colorado scrambled egg policy. And I had a friend that was at a town hall, and she asked, um, and this is somebody that... Uh, well, it was one of the state uh, state senators, I guess it was. And so she brought up the price of eggs and the, my piece regarding the cage-free chicken law. And he said, oh, oh, it's it's because of, of a variety of other things that are happening throughout the country. And egg prices are up throughout the country. But when I looked at the prices of eggs in Colorado versus the national average, we're significantly higher out here in Colorado. And it's because... Of, of these crazy policies and laws that we're, we're uh, passing here, Lauren Levy. And, and we, bring, we shed light on this because of great sponsors. And, and you have been a sponsor of both the Kim Munson Show as well as America's Veteran Stories for, gosh, it's been a number of years now, Lauren. It has, yep. 
Love the partnership on that. And uh, just wanted to let you know, regarding America's Veterans Stories, a little bit later this morning, I'm going to be interviewing a World War II veteran. He was a medic at uh, the Battle of Iwo Jima. And it's, again, because of you and Karen and all these great sponsors that we get to bring these stories forward. I just really appreciate our long partnership, Lauren Levy. Well, that's great. I appreciate it, too, and I thank you. And well, I wish I could help out more with the egg thing, but I don't I haven't done the research. Well, everybody blames bird flu, but I know that can't be the only thing. It can't be, particularly here in Colorado. Lauren Levy, if people want to, if they're looking to buy a new home, refinance, um, reverse mortgage, how can people reach you? The best way is to call 303-880-8881. And the number, the number one thing we're seeing right now is people that are looking to consolidate debt. And whether they want to do it through a refi or not, we can do it through a second mortgage and help people get equity out and keep their lower rate first mortgage. So there's still some opportunities out there. Okay, that's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. And you and Karen are going to be in studio next week. That's right. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see you then. Again, Lauren Levy, 303-880-8881. And uh, another great sponsor of the show is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Roger knows that life can be challenging. It's the Mangan's team's mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of everyday life. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Great news. I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Home ownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station, searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it is Wednesday, which means it's Wings Day at Hooters Restaurants by 20. Wings get an additional 10 for free, and that's for takeout or to-go. But it means it's also Trent Luce Wednesday. Trent Luce, welcome to the show. Okay, we're going to have Trent here in just a moment. Uh, And I'll just give a little description of Trent Luce. He is, you can find him at uh, loosetailsmedia.com, and that's L-O-O-S, tails, T-A-L-E-S, media.com. 
and uh, he is an, uh, really an expert regarding energy security and uh, food security that comes from rural America. And uh, so many different important issues to talk about on that. And Trent Luce, hopefully you're there now. Uh, Kim, I get censored everywhere I go, even on the Kim Munson show. I'm speaking and nobody's listening. I don't know what happened there. We're, we're kind of having a Monday over here, Trent. So a Monday on a Wednesday. That happens sometimes. Uh, Trent Luce. What does uh, that do to the wing complex? Because uh, mostly I'm worried about what the chicken wings are going to cost. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> with with all the and that's a good question. With these different fires that we have had at uh, some of our food production um, facilities, as well as of course there's the avian flu thing. Then Colorado has this goofball uh, cage free chicken law out here. A chicken chicken wings and eggs they're getting kind of expensive, Trent. They are, and I just had contact with a gentleman from the U.K., which I'll have full details, but um, he's been doing his own little personal dietary studies, and he's in the middle of February, which is a grass-fed month for him, grass-fed beef, grass-fed lamb. And he figured out two weeks in that he has more brain fog and he doesn't feel like he should, so he went back to supplementing with egg yolks, Okay. All of his problems went away. And there's a there's a scientific reason for that. And if you understand, I, I, in fact, years ago, Kim, I spent a lot of time focusing on this. And then people just, it, information doesn't seem to resonate until your back's against the wall. But there was a great bit of research that came out of the University of North Carolina studying pregnant women. And they determined that pregnant women who ate eggs on a regular basis as part of their diet, had smarter kids. And so they wanted to know why that is. And it, it has a simple nutrient component. The most important nutrient for your brain is choline. Kim, I'm going to give you a quiz. What do you think food item has the most available choline? Eggs? <laughs> oh, my goodness, look how good you are. <laughs> Eggs are off the chart and available choline. And so now last week I shared with you that in 1893, we learned that egg yolks, when in the digestive system, attack toxins in the human body. And that's their purpose in the egg for the chicken. And they work the same exact way in the human body. So now we're figuring out that egg yolks attack toxins in the body, even neutralizing such things as the COVID jab, which has dangerous properties in it. We know that eggs contain choline, which makes you smarter. Is there any reason for us not to believe that the supply of eggs have been shortened for a calculated reason in crippling the health of the human being? I... I I wonder that, uh, Trent Luce, and of course, we'll get labeled as we're over in conspiracy theory kind of stuff. But Trent, I wanted to ask you, so that's interesting you would say that. Now, what do you think over all these years, I mean, I remember back in the the 70s, my all the, the talk about cholesterol and that it was eggs that created high cholesterol. And then there was a drug that you could take for high cholesterol because high cholesterol was bad for you. 
But I'm now wondering if this was a narrative to get people to eat fewer eggs. Is that Am I way off base on that? If I am, go ahead. No, you're, you're spot on. You're spot on. But I want to take it one step farther. There, so back in that day, the day you're talking about, I, I watched TV, which I don't do anymore. But there was an ad for Lipitor, which was the statin, which is ultimately dangerous, by the way, but that's a different topic for a different moment. The, the statin that you're supposed to take is called Lipitor, which ties up all that cholesterol. Kim Munson, what was the ad that was on television right after the Lipitor ad? Do you remember? I don't. Viagra. Oh. <laughs> why is it? Why is, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't remember said, that, Trent. How she said it. Oh, huh. <laughs> okay. So why is the Viagra ad on right after the Lipitor ad? Because Lipitor, what it does, it ties up cholesterol. It reduces your cholesterol. And we've been taught incorrectly that cholesterol is somehow dangerous. Cholesterol actually God put cholesterol in there to improve our cardiovascular system. We take Lipitor to tie it up. But testosterone is made from what? Cholesterol. I did not know and that. And if you tie up the cholesterol with a statin, you have to take Lipitor, or excuse me, you have to take Viagra to try to fix what you just screwed up. And all of that is, is, comes back to a nutrient. And that nutrient is vitamin D. If you don't have enough vitamin D in your system, you can't make the proper testosterone, you can't make the proper cholesterol, and so it all comes back to these basic elements of health, and that's where animal products shine in terms of milk, meat, and eggs, and giving you these vital components to living healthy. Okay, so then that's going to be my next question then. And that is, um, we, we saw now, this was in the 80s, a whole big push that people were lactose intolerant and moving to almond milk and these d- different things. And I'm like, well, now, wait a minute. Do you think that that could be? Uh, and again, I, I know this seems conspiracy theory, but now I'm wondering if this was to try to get people to no longer drink, you know, real, real milk. Uh, and now, again, am I way off base? So I have no qu- question or doubt that people have had digestive issues after the consumption of milk. But what got me to questioning this in a greater way was, um, I got, sorry, I got distracted. My wife was calling me, and it's not Valentine's Day, but still it was distracting. So <laughs> what got me to questioning these people is they always told me the same thing. I can't drink cow's milk, but I can drink goat milk without a problem. So I got to thinking about that. From a, from a nutritional standpoint, and it's a glucose, it's how it ties and interacts with the sucrose, it's ultimately leading to this ill-I digestion problem because you're not, you're not absorbing those nutrients in the same way and they're passing through you quicker. That's the whole moral of the story right there, Okay. which is more than you want in the visual in the morning. I know that, <laughs> but I, I started asking myself, what's the difference between cow's milk and goat's milk? And it always came back to the same thing. The cow's milk had been, uh, oh, pasteurized. What's the process? No, say that again. Pasteurized or? Yeah, pasteurized. Okay. Pasteurized and, homo- and homogenized. Okay. The goat's milk. The goat's milk was raw. 
every single time that I had this concept or I talked to people, I think in the pasteurization and and homogenation, I don't think that it, it's anything evil. But what happens is that when they do that, they heat the milk up ever so slightly. And I think it, something changes in the absorption ability of the sucrose and the glucose as a result of heating the milk to pasteurize it and homogenize it. So every person that I, that I know of personally that tried this process to say, I'm going to drink raw milk instead of pasteurized homogenized milk, had no problems. Okay, that's interesting. But they but pasture, pasteurization, that's hard to say, um, that was done for safety, right? Because, I mean, Correct. I think I remember Lincoln, he um, he ended up marrying, I, this, this was an interesting story, that he ended up marrying Mary Todd, that he actually uh, was in love with um, somebody before he met Mary Todd, and she died from drinking milk from cows that had eaten some particular weed. Yes. Okay, so so uh, tell me about that. There, there, no, there is an inherent danger um, to drinking milk directly back, particularly back in the day when sanitation is not what it is today in modern dairies. And so there was a history of, uh, but the other part of that is that we have moved ourselves into such, uh, let me back up and start this over. So many dairymen drink raw milk right out of the tank. And it's no problem whatsoever. We have moved ourselves into this sterile bubble at such a level that any toxin that we're introduced to, we have no natural immunity to. And this applies to everything, including what you get from raw milk. And so we started pasteurizing and homogenizing the milk. Actually, the homogenization is just to keep it fluid so it doesn't clump. But we started pasteurizing it just to protect from that level. I can make the argument that... I have thousands, literally thousands of friends who drink it right out of the tank, drink it raw. I, I, I don't do it on a regular basis. If I got my cow here, which I will be doing soon, we drink it raw. We've changed society. And it's just like any raw food that you eat. There is some level of risk, and you do what you can. So I have no question that in the early days of pasteurization, it, it provided a benefit but I think people didn't recognize how the changing of the chemical structure of the milk might not set well with the digestive system of a lot of people. Got it. Oh, that's absolutely fascinating. Trent Luce, um, I, this wasn't really where I was headed on the, the discussion in my mind where, where we uh, were headed. I want to talk with you about these train derailments because I think that is so important. And we get to have these important conversations because of great sponsors. And Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz are co-owners of Three Points Financial. They're just a fabulous sponsor of the show. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact threepointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. 
What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious. IPAC EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. We don't smoke marijuana. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Trent Luce. He is... Uh, Sixth generation farmer and rancher, and uh, for 22 years he's been traveling the world to uh, talk about um, what rural America, rural Colorado provides uh, for human beings to thrive and to flourish. And uh, they actually provide food security, energy security. Those things are under assault right now because of public policy, Trent Luce. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's policy that has created nine of the ten largest famines in the history of the world. So I just hope that people are astute in, in their history so they recognize they can we can avoid these problems. We can. And it's, uh, it's remarkable that we have people, uh, I call them PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties that are pushing forward these policies that um, I guess the equity that they're, they want to get to is uh, everyday people would be equal in their misery is what would happen. But a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. We had Leslie Manukian on yesterday with uh, the Health Freedom Defense Fund. And she had mentioned that the mainstream media wasn't paying much attention to this train derailment of these toxic uh, chemicals in Ohio. And I did a, I did a quick check on it, and uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, they're not talking about it much. You're starting to see some of the other media outlets talk about it. I'd been, actually been, I'd been busy on some other things and hadn't paid that much attention. This is pretty kind of scary. And then I guess there was two other train derailments of, of uh, trains that had toxic chemicals on it. Is, is it just toxic trains, toxic trains that are derailing or what's going on here? 
We've had a train derailment problem for quite some time. There are coal trains that have been derailing. Uh, they're actually derailing at an abnormal rate. The one in East Palestine, Ohio, is the one that captured my attention, and I've been in communication with a family that has 1,000 dairy cows within five miles of that particular incident. Kim, do you know that that happened on February the 3rd? And if, even me, who pays attention to what's going on, I didn't find out about it until Monday morning. That would have been 10 days later, or nine days later. Wow. Um, my mother, who she pays pretty close attention to what's going on and I talked to her yesterday she had not even heard about it at all and what's most interesting about this and causes anybody to scratch your head I know you tried to get us labeled as conspiracy theorists earlier in the program but if these theories come true you're just a conspiracy uh, identifier not a conspiracy theorist I'm just saying <laughs> I like that you know that in 2022 Hollywood released a movie about a train derailment with vinyl chloride. Do you know where that train derailment took place in the movie? Ohio? The same exact town that it's happening no. in. No. Real. Really? East Palestine, Ohio. The movie is called White Noise, and I was first alerted to that because I saw some people from East Palestine, Ohio, say, oh, this is eerie. We were extras in a movie, and now we're living the, uh, what we did in the movie. How can it be that East Palestine, Ohio, Hollywood puts together a movie that does exactly what's happening in real life? How can that be? How can that be? What a coincidence. Huh. Okay, I'm going to look this up. So uh, what Leslie said was that, uh, that I guess they decided to burn the chemicals instead of letting it go into the rivers and the water, but that there have been chickens and livestock that's been dying. What, what have your friends said to you about this? Uh, so they have had no symptoms of da their dairy cows five miles away. And I agree, every indication of what I'm getting is that they had five uh, train loads or five cars on this train that had the vinyl chloride and they chose to burn it as a means of protecting but these by the way for those that may not know your vinyl flooring in your home is made from vinyl chloride uh, 99 percent of the vinyl chloride that goes into manufacturing in the united states is turned into pvc piping that is, is what the, the vinyl chloride typically does. But when it is con contacts with water directly, it creates a chemical reaction. And that's what's happening right now in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, it's all I can do to refrain myself from jumping in that pickup and heading to Ohio. And I'm not pulled the trigger on that yet, but I'm close, Kim, just because it, there's so much information. The, the last thing I want to do is be a part of spreading something that's not factual. And you just need to... Go there and see for yourself what's going on. Cause, and and I'm, I'm very respectful of my request to this family that has this dairy that's only five miles away because I can't even imagine what they're dealing with. I do know that Monday the federal FDA showed up and said, you need to re relocate these cows. Well, how do you on a minute's notice relocate 1,000 dairy cows? It's not it's like, what are you going to do, put them on the train? Oh, wait, the train tracks are tied up. This is, uh, I, and I'm trying to look here, this uh, white noise thing as well, this movie. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's... I love being fact-checked as we go. <laughs> no, I wasn't fact-checking you. I wanted to just, well, I guess I was. You're fact-checking 
How's that working for you? Yeah. <laughs> I trust you implicitly, Trent Luce. I, I do hope you get in the pickup and head out there so that we have, you know, honest reporting on what's going. So the, the federal government has come in and said that they need to relocate their cl- cows. Now, first of all, I, I dairy... Um, well, and, and with automation, it's changed. But uh, I've always thought that people that have dairy cows, they're the hardest workers in that I've ever known because those cows have to be milked for sure twice a day. I think with automation now, I think that and, and um, I think you said that it could be three times a day. But how are they going to move a thousand dairy cows and milk them they're on not. a regular basis? They're not. That's that's the point. And no bureaucrat's going to understand that. But it's also a double-edged sword. You would not want to leave your property, your dairy cows, which is your livelihood, in harm's way. So, you know, I'm just giving an example of one family that is dealing with things at this spot at this time. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Okay. So then I want to go back to something that you said a little earlier. And that is is that there's been an abnormal amount of train derailments. Um, is this been – when did this start? It started, uh, well, it started back two years ago, but I started paying attention to the train derailments when um, I recognized that uh, what you and I have talked about in the past, there was an, a pattern of abnormal fires in food processing facilities. So then I started paying attention. And the week after I started paying attention, there was a train derailment hauling coal in Alberta. And I, I'm just like, it's not normal that these trains go off the rails on a regular basis. I, I live five miles from a train track that hauls a lot of coal from Wyoming to the eastern half of Nebraska. If it would derail at the right spot, I would have my coal supply for the winter. But that hasn't happened yet. It doesn't happen by my house, but it seems to happen by everybody else's house. Hmm. Very interesting. But uh, one of the things that uh, is taking a lot of um, oh, air is UFOs. Uh, so we've got the train derailments that the mainstream media is not talking about, but there's a lot of uh, talk about UFOs. What's your quick comments on that, Trent Luce? Well, J.C. Cole is a guest of mine on Roll Route every Wednesday, has been for the last two years. J.C. Cole was in Lafayette for 18 years during the collapse of the Soviet Union. And I'm talking about J.C. Cole because one year ago he sounded like a wackadoodle on my radio program. He said that indications are that within a year we'll have the federal government talking about UFOs and alien sightings. And now it's happening. In fact, J.C. said that you can go find people within the government, and he gave me the name to go research, Carol Russon, who was a personal assistant for Von Braun, talked about how you continue to keep people in a state of fear, and you walk through pandemics and you even get to the point where you talk about ufos and alien invasions just to keep them always in chaos and that by the way was said in 1983 okay uh very interesting that seems to be a narrative that's out there right now we've got covid we've got train derailments Uh um price of eggs going up uh advocating eating crickets instead of beef uh, we're, we're living in Crazyville right now, Trent. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> My plan, they 
stay two steps ahead of insanity and don't stumble. Okay, well, and that's one of the reasons why we do this show. Now, you're going to be able to stay on through call-in time as well as uh, text messages. We have this new text line, and that text line, I will give it to you, 720-605-0647. It, uh, it's kind of blowing up, which is a good thing, but I'm having to figure out how to manage that. Uh, but all of this comes to you because of great sponsors and Speaking of natural immunity, speaking of taking care of yourself, getting to the root of your health is Roots Medical, another great sponsor of the show. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Thank you for all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Before we get into uh, text messages, and that text line is 720-605-0647. And if you want to give us a call, 303-477-5600. Trent Luce is uh, staying on the line. You can find him at BEKTV. That's Beck TV as well as LoseTalesMedia.com. But wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, We we need to honor those that have been willing to give their lives or have given their lives for us to live in freedom. Our freedom is under attack right now, but we need to, to honor them. And a great way to do that is to contribute to the USMC Memorial Foundation as they are raising money for the remodel. And Paula Sarles, who is the president of the foundation and her team, are working diligently 
on that. So again, that's the USMCMemorialFoundation.org. So Trent, not only was I fact-checking you, but uh, one of our listeners, Susan, was as well. And she sent me the information on white noise. And this is interesting what they said. It says, Ohio, 1984. Without a doubt, Jack Gladney, a liberal arts professor with a strange area of expertise, and his fourth wife, Babette, share a profound, unhealthy preoccupation with death. As a result, when the looming threat of an airborne toxic event forces everyone to evacuate their homes, the mystery of death evolves into sheer existential dread. And it continues on with that. But that made me think of one other thing. Whenever I open up my computer, you know you know how you have the, the news that goes through? It's this person died, this person died, this person died. And I'm like, I do not remember that that was the the things that popped up regularly, and now I'm wondering if they're messing with us. I mean, I, I think these people died, but I'm wondering if it's a psychological thing. That's funny, because for the last three weeks or better, I've been asking myself the same question, because the headline is 34-year-old actress dies or 26-year-old athlete dies. And then they also have to include the 99-year-olds, which I think there was a couple of them this week. Right. But you're absolutely right, and I've been giving that a lot of thought. It's like we know that this jab is bringing about problems. There's no doubt. You can't argue that. But we also think that that leads to an accelerated death rate, which is documented. But they're putting it in our face every single day. And I ask myself, why? What, what's the gain by that? I, I think it's the, this whole state of fear, this whole concept of keeping people afraid of something. I, I think that that's the case as well. So uh, I'm going to go here through here. Uh, this is interesting, and I've heard this. And that is, and then one of our listeners said, every major city should have one huge skyscraper greenhouse. And on one floor could be... Uh, livestock, one floor could be you know, chickens or whatever. What do you think about that? Because I have heard uh, a number of different people say that we need to be going vertical uh, regarding our food challenges. What do you think about that? Well, China's already doing that. If you look at what's going on with vertical farming in China, but that brings about a whole other topic of discussion as it leads to toxicity. They're doing it because 20% of their arable farmland is already at a toxic level. It won't grow anything. Heavy metals have saturated because they've done a horrible job protecting their environment. 15% of their water cannot be used for anything. And so what they're trying to do is go vertical. I'm not opposed to that. I just think that there's many measures that need to be taken and put into place to consider. But here's the one thing. We had a system that was working at not only feeding our country, but exporting a third of the food that we produce. And that system was called property rights and individual farmers and ranchers who are allowed to utilize their properties as they see fit. And if we would just, kind of coming back to where we started, keep government and policymakers out of the way, there is no food availability problem. The problem is the government that gets in the middle. Absolutely. And again, I'm going to just mention the initiative uh, or actually, no, it was a law, a law here in uh, Colorado regarding cage-free chickens. And our egg prices mm-hmm. are significantly higher than the higher egg prices throughout the country. Uh, we've got Rosemary in Wellington. Rosemary, what's on your radar? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Um, 
train accidents are not uh, accidents and they're not coincidental. I was listening to a radio show. It's probably been three, uh, maybe a month ago. And she mentioned that in this Inflation Reduction Act, there's billions of dollars that's going to be going to train companies. One of them is Siemens Industries. And Siemens is uh, acquiring all these ancillary companies to start working on a train infrastructure for people and get us out of our cars. And Siemens was also up there at Davos. And isn't this just coincidental that all these trains now are running off the track? Good question, Rosemary and Wellington. Trent, your comment on that? No, I, I mean, Rosemary is spot on. And the only answer that we can ever have is that we must continue to be inquisitive. You know, it's it's. I'm perplexed, to be honest, Kim, by how many people are not where Rosemary is at and asking questions and engaging. Another thing that they keep us, I, I hate using the word they, because it's like we're giving somebody else power over us, and we don't ever want that to happen. But there is no doubt there is a planned effort to keep people extremely busy so that they don't have time to just stop, smell the roses, and ask a question. And so what I would propose as a follow-up to that is every day ask a question. Why? Give me more information about that. Give me the source. Explain to me why that's taking place. If we would all become more inquisitive, we'll be a part of the solution. Oh, that's so interesting that you would say that because uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and her, her, she said this year one of the things is that she is going to be inquisitive. And I think that that's so interesting that you would say that. Hey, Mark and Black Forest is on the line. Mark, what is on your radar? Morning. Um, I want to ask Trent uh, the difference between grass-fed um, milk and, um, and, and I guess everything else kind of milk um what the what the nutritional my wife's nutritionist recommends you only drink grass-fed so i was curious about that yeah i i don't i don't agree with that um i'd be i have to be inquisitive what what's the reason what what's the what symptom some symptom is coming about that leads to a grass-fed furthermore in the dairy industry there is a small amount of corn-fed uh, two cows when they're lactating just for energy supplies. And I want to just remind everybody that corn, U.S. field corn <clears throat> that we produce by the billions of bushels is a grass. It literally is a grass that we have cultivated and developed into to be a very high producing energy supply through corn. But in the, in the context of the world of, of dairying, they are primarily about 90% of their diet is a forage or a grass-based uh, total ration. I, I just don't see the logic in that, to be honest. Okay. Could it so be, I, I could want it to know be, more. I want to know more why. Yeah. Um, well, I, I honestly can't tell you um, other than general health. But I was wondering if, if the corn-fed um, gets a lot more sugar into the animal. And that is no, a narrative no, that's you, out there a lot, Trent, regarding corn fructose, re, I think. Regarding dairy or regarding beef? Because I'm very familiar with this discussion dairy. and narrative as it involves beef consumption. But if, from a milk standpoint, i got to be honest, this is a new one. Okay. 
Mark, you always have us on our toes. I so appreciate you. You are uh, one of those that have all kinds of questions. And I, I guess I would say if the grass-fed beef is working for your wife, I mean, each of us are different. If that works, I, I would say stay with it. Uh, but, again, I'm not a doctor or anything. But, you know, if people find but something that works. Kim, he's talking about, he's talking about grass-fed dairy again. That, that's, that's why this is so unique. Oh, okay. I missed that. I missed that. Any other comments, Mark? Yeah. Um, well, if you have time, I'd like to mention a couple things about inflation. Um, in the 1980s, the feds changed the way they calculated uh, inflation. Uh, now, the consumer price index no longer measures the cost of maintaining the constant standard of living. It also uh, no longer measures full inflation for out-of-pocket expenditures. Um, if it were calculated today, like it was calculated back in the 1980s, it would be well over 10% inflation. Um, the reason they do this is they, you know, they just want to uh, suppress these these statistics. So because it affects Social Security, um, all those CPI-adjusted um, um, payments that the government puts out. That's all I wanted to throw out there. Okay, very interesting. Thank you, Mark and Black Forest. Trent Luce, we have just about a minute left. I did get a text message that said, um, this was from Joe, says, if there were aliens from outer space, they would have already been on, on Oprah. <laughs> so we got a minute left. Trent, well, how do you want actually, to button this up? I think there are plenty of aliens that show up in the middle of Denver every day to create laws and hurdles that Colorado residents don't need. So let's send those aliens back to the, the planet they came from. But at the end of the day, you know, just like Mark's question, everybody's comments are so fantastic. Don't accept anything. Anything I say, don't accept it at face value. Go research and make sure the information that I'm sharing, that Kim's sharing, is factual. We've just become too accepting of everything at face value. Ask the question, why? Explain to me why this is important and explain to me how it works. And those are such important questions. That's why we do the show. If we get something wrong, we want to know that. And we want to want to get it corrected because we, we want to bring truth and clarity. Trent Luce, thank you so much. It's such an interesting conversation. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday then. You make time go too fast, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> People have told me that I'm guilty of that. Yes, I, I tell you, my dad said time waits on no one. Uh, our quote for the end of the show is from Friedrich Hayek, and uh, that's because we had Jay Davidson on in the first hour. And Hayek said this. He said, the idea of social justice is that the state should treat different people unequally in order to make them equal. Huh. My friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, commun communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Twisting, turning further from my home. Kim, I'm here. Yeah. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry.